Well, and I was leisurely grabbing a LaCroix from the thing and from the, by the thing, I mean the fridge. Good Lord. Hello, Monday. Mm. Hello. You're listening to Love Ya, your guided tour through the wide and wonderful world of streaming teen cinema and adult rom-coms. I am your co-host, Martha Sullivan, library manager and YA lit enthusiast, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host... I'm Marin Hagman, adult services librarian and rom-com enthusiast. And we are here today to discuss the 2021 Netflix original... Into the Beat. I'm going to put a big uh, spoiler warning at the top here because this movie came out 12 seconds ago. Uh, it was released on April 16th. So if you would like to wa- uh, listen, if you would like to watch the movie spoiler free, pause the podcast, uh, go peep this movie, and we will be here when you come back. So Into the Beat is directed by Stefan. Westerwell, which I apologize, Stefan, if I have pronounced your last name incorrectly. Uh, and it stars... Uh, it stars Alexandra Pfeiffer as Katya, Tristan Puter as her father, Victor, uh, Yelani Marshner as Marlin, Helen Schneider as Frau Rosebloom, and Anton Wickers as Paul, Katya's younger brother. Uh, Marn, would you like to give us a brief synopsis of Into the Beat? Sure. Um, So Into the Beat is about a young ballerina, Katya, who has a big audition coming up for a New York dance company. Um, And, like, uh, while that is happening, um, she's feeling that pressure. Her father, Victor, who is a professional ballet dancer, um, falls from... A rigging device on stage and permanently damages his legs. Um, so during this time, um, Katya is running, you know, rushing around on a bike. Her bike gets broken, and someone on the street stops to help her and then shows her this underground uh, hip hop dancing club. Um, and Katya is very intrigued and finds it more fulfilling than her ballet classes. Um, and so tries to throw herself into both, uh, doing her hip hop, but then also preparing for her audition. She decides that she loves the hip hop way more and starts falling in love with another hip hop dancer, Marlon. Um, a major hip hop dancing crew is going to end up having an audition, um, very soon after her ballet audition, she decides to blow off the ballet audition. Um, her father gets real angry at her that she is abandoning ballet, but in the end he relents. Um, and they audition, she and Marlon audition for this hip hop crew. Um, yeah, I don't think I missed any of the main things. No, I mean, it's a teen dance movie. Like, yeah. the the major story beats here are are familiar to all of us. We have a white girl who is into a classical or more structured kind of dance, uh, witnesses the 
uh, looser, more um, improv-focused world of hip-hop, uh, populated by much more interesting characters of color, uh, and then has to decide which part of her she wants to foster. Um, I, I think that the the handful of beats in this movie that make it different are Katya's relationship with her dad, which I really enjoyed, um, and the fact that more well i thought that katya had more personality than some of the main characters in other dance movies um but i i also thought that the other street dancers <laughs> had more personality than many other dance movies um i liked this movie i thought it was super fun i was very interested in whether or not um pfeiffer and uh marchner were actually dancers, and they both are. Um, this is Pfeiffer's first movie, um, but she is a, a trained musician and also dancer. I thought the dancing was great. Um, I enjoyed the 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 storyline about her and her dad kind of reconciling. I thought her little brother was hilarious. Uh, I enjoyed it. I had fun with this one. Okay. I don't know. I think this might have been an uncanny valley for me of there was just enough there that, like, could have been a really good movie, but not enough to actually make it a good movie, such that I could not suspend my disbelief and just go for it. Um, Like, I think it, it just had this weird tone of be because it was addressing, you know, heavy topics like her father, um, you know, becoming unable to dance, um, and also like the tension between them about her future. But then it also wanted to be a fun, uplifting movie about how empowering this young woman and this community finds street dancing. And I just found that really jarring. And I, and maybe it's unfair because this movie is so indebted to Save the Last Dance. And I just feel like Save the Last Dance just does this so much better. Um, but I the. What's up? Sorry, finish your thought. Yeah, but the whole time I just kept finding myself because... And okay, I think this is my more specific complaint. Is I, I feel like one thing that works really well in Save the Last Dance, in Step Up, in... Oh, hell, even Magic Mike. Like, in movies where we get to see dance and movement as this type of liberation and as part of a character's journey, I feel like th what those movies do so well is they integrate those dance moments seamlessly within the plot. And, and so it gives them stakes. And this movie, I feel like it was like, oh, it's been 12 minutes, so we need to have another dance number. They're, they're running onto a boat. Great dance number. They're on a subway train? Great dance number. Like, I just felt like this movie 
didn't do the the structure such to actually make me invested in this dancing and actually like give me attention or outcome it it was almost like an old style musical of just we're going to have a song to have a song you know like a like an old like Gene Kelly like summer stock you know like <laughs> we're just bursting out into dance because and I think that, I don't know, that just made me, that just made it hard for me to care about why they were dancing and kind of just enjoy the visual imagery. Okay, I am going to take my rebuttal point by point. Okay. (laughs) The first is that I think, like, this movie and Save the Last Dance have the same skeleton, but at the end of the day, Julia Stiles there's never any question about what she wants. Like it's more about her learning how to integrate these, this new kind of music and dance style into what she is already trying to be good at. So for me, save the last dance is not so much about her, like trying to figure out her identity and like deciding she doesn't love ballet and needs something new it's more about expanding her definition of what ballet is. So I don't think that these movies are trying to do the same thing. Um, The dancing montages, I think the point was kind of that the people in this movie love dance so much that it becomes kind of incidental in their lives. Like the dance, dancing breaks out everywhere because they like can't help it. Um, Marlon has that line about when he when he and Katya are still getting to know each other and she's still kind of figuring out like how to um, how to move improvisationally and how not to like steal other people's stuff. And he defines dancing as like something that boils over um like something that bursts out of you. It's like emotion that bursts out of you. And that's what I, I thought was kind of the point of all of the like, and now we're dancing because they can't help but do anything else. Uh, whether or not that worked for you is is a different question. <laughs> um, but that was kind of what I thought that all of the, the dance sequences and sort of random places was supposed to, to get at. Um. The sequence on the boat did feel a little deranged to me. Like I, I was like, Oh, you look like a crazy person. Um, but also the dancing is really good. So I didn't really get mad about it. Um, cause every time, every time a dance sequence happened, I was much more like, Oh cool. I get to watch more fun dancing rather than sort of worrying about like what plot purpose it was serving. Okay, so to rebut your rebuttal. Yes. (laughs) Point one. I I think this is... So I think that both this movie and Save the Last Dance are all about, like, taking a step back from the specifics of, you know, in Save the Last Dance, she still does love ballet, but she's being into, you know, she is finding herself in this new community and kind of learning who she is without her mom. And so is learning and adding this dance as part of you know her her 
coming to terms with losing her mom. I, I think in this, I think that dance operates in the same way in this film as Katya is going through the change with her father's injury. And, and I think the, you know, there is the difference of like Katya realizes what she loves is hip hop, not ballet. But I, but I think it's the same idea, right? Of, of me, of dancing here is in both of these films is, a way for these teen girls to process change in their lives. And I I think what Save the Last Dance does successfully, that this movie doesn't, is Save the Last Dance has enough um, character building and has enough, like, just, like, quiet moments of, of Julia Stiles' character, whose name I've forgotten Sarah I think um kind of both figuring out her new environment and then latching on to dance is something that she already knows in this different context so she can connect so I I feel like the movie does such a good job of like very purposefully integrating dance into the story about this young woman coming into a new environment and dealing with the changes in her life and I contrast that with this, where it's like, I, I think on a, on a, like a storytelling level, it's trying to do the same thing. It's trying to say, Katia is going through this large change in her life and she encounters this new type of dance she loves. And she, you know, is, is having this big transition in her life of both like loving this new type of dance, but also like dealing with what life post her father's injury is going to mean. But it's not, the the two types of scenes feel so disconnected. It's like one type of, one scene, she, we have very cute, sweet family stuff, like either with her brother, or like we have some, some nice character and relationship development with her and her dad. And then it just like goes off into this other world. And the, we never see the two really come together until the end. And I don't think... I, I think what works so well about Save the Last Dance is that it's so integrated and here it's so disjointed. So it just, when she has those scenes like going on the boat, it just seems, or going on the train, it just seems to come out of nowhere. Oh, um, see, I guess I, I guess I disagree fundamentally with your thesis because I, I felt that the dance sequences, like watching the way that Kati is dancing changes through the movie, I thought was a really... Um, well done signifier of the growth that she's going through. Like the way that she, um, like when she starts in hip hop and she's copying the stuff that she's on the internet, she sees on the internet versus like Marlon starting to, to teach her some moves. And then finally on the boat, when she's like actively integrating what she knows of ballet into the hip hop stuff. Uh, and you can see her kind of like get what her voice is I I thought the dancing worked really well as a like illustration of how she is changing so if you didn't I don't really know <laughs> what the, like I, I I don't know how to kind of um debate that I guess yeah and I, I I think this is a matter of I think what you're describing is what the movie wanted and I didn't get there. It never sold me. I like couldn't. I. I mean, I. I think what you're describing is what the movie wanted to do, but it never 
worked for me. Like, and, and I think a fundamental part of that too is, and you described that, like, you could see all the, the joy that these characters, these other characters had for dancing, but the problem was they were so underdeveloped and we saw so little of them not dancing. Like, they, we just saw them in, like, quick moments and flashes that, oh, like, I didn't... The movie, I mean, the movie straight doesn't care about these people right. when they're not dancing. And so I didn't believe that, like, they cared so much about dancing that they would just dance in the middle of the street or, or find a train and dance on it or, like, dance all through the sidewalk. Like, I just... I didn't know them enough as people that it just felt weird to me that here's this group of people that are going to go, like, take yeah. over a train car and, and <laughs> have a dance battle. Like, it, it just, it, my, my, my suspension of disbelief never happened. And so that I, I think those, those, and I'll, I'm going to try and be punny here, those beats never landed for me. Because I was just Here's, like, are, are we on Dancing with the Stars? Are we on So You Think We Can Dance? Like, this here's, here's the dancing. Here's, okay. Here's what I kind of don't understand about your criticism here. All we know about these people is that they love to dance. But then why does it confuse you when all they do is dance? Because I think, okay, and this is the contrast, is, is I think for, and maybe maybe part of my problem is that, like, we get so much more character development with Nadia's dad and Nadia's ballet teacher talking about. Katya. Or, sorry, Katya, sorry. That's okay. Um, <laughs> we, get, we get so much more, like, character development with Katya's dad and Katya's ballet teacher that, like, we get to hear and... Sorry, I'm not expressing this well. Like, it, it just, the contrast of, like, how Katya's life in ballet is so integrated into her life as a whole. And then we get let into this world, but we don't, we, and, and I understand that I, I think what the screenwriter wants is, is for Marlon to be our in and he's kind of the only one of these characters that we get any sort of background on. And so I think just because these characters were so unfleshed out, I just, like, to me, like I said, they just looked like contestants and so you think you can dance. Like, they didn't actually feel like characters to me. And so it just made... And not all of the dance sequences, but it just made some of them really feel jarring to me. Um, be, because of that contrast of, like, Katia's ballet life is so integrated with, like, the actual plot of the story. Well, and, she's also the main character. Right. But I just feel like like that contrast of, like, how... You know, we have all these other scenes with her ballet teacher and with her dad, and they talk about um, this scholarship. And I, okay, I think this is also part of what I need. I I needed more scenes. I think okay, so I'm gonna flip this and say like where it worked for me um, is I I think one really pivotal scene that I needed more things like was actually the scene where she um, ends up sleeping over at Marlin's and finally gets a chance to, like, see his home and see a little bit more of his world. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think we needed more of those moments. And I, I, I think that we needed more of those moments, not just with Marlon, but with the dancing crew. Um, See, I, I think the movie is very uninterested in the interior lives of the other dancing crew. And I don't think that I hate that as a creative decision. Because at the end of the day, this movie is about the decisions that Katya makes. And I, I don't think it's that important to her story how much of characters the other people are. Yeah, and again, though, it just, like I said, like, it, I don't know a better way to describe it, of just, it makes them feel like contestants on So You Think You Can Dance, not actual, like, people with agency that love dance this much that they're they're taking over a train car. Um, I, I feel like the, the movie could have... Like, the, the movie chooses, I think, to be um, myopic in that we are always only ever with Katya's point of view. So to... To add in, like, to further develop the other characters, I think, is just not something this movie was ever interested in doing. Because, like, the the person that Katya develops a relationship with is Marlon. So that's whose life we kind of get a peek into. But it's always through... We're always along for Katya's ride. So I think the movie that you wanted this to be was maybe a different movie, which is a fair... Um, summation but i i truly don't think that what you are talking about is something that this particular movie was ever interested in doing and i think part of why like and again i i would describe this as having the uncanny valley problem of like it just it either didn't go far enough or it was too close to like save the last dance and step up that i just couldn't sink my teeth into it and I think that it either needed to, yeah, I think I think it was both too similar and and not hitting some of the beats that make those other films so successful. Um, because at the end of the day, it just it like felt empty for me. Cause I see, yeah. Oh, sorry, finish your thought. Yeah, because I just, like, it's so much, it's just like, oh, okay, they're bursting out and dance again, all right. That I I just couldn't, the, the only thing I could really sink my teeth into was, like, the, the relationship between Katia and her dad. Mm-hmm. And just, like, that story versus how much time the movie spent with these dance sequences that were not about that, like, really threw uh, me off. see, I think you're looking at it a little too didactically. I think the dance sequences are important because they show you what is taking Katya away from her father. Like, that is, that becomes the tension. Because I, I do think that the emotional core of this story is not the relationship between Katya and Marlon. It's the relationship between Katya and her dad. And I think that the ultimately the purpose that those dance sequences are serving is to show you how she is moving away from this very traditional legacy of ballet um, and finding her voice through hip-hop. That is what I think those 
sequences are doing. Okay, okay. And I think you're actually leading me more towards why it bothered me that I didn't feel like Katia was not just being drawn to the specific type of dance, but this community is that I think that for me to really feel her have this pull, I needed to feel that. I needed to feel like Katia wants to see herself in this community of folks who are dancing. And because I didn't really know who this community was, that hindered me from from really like buying in on that journey. I will say that at the end of the day, the two things that I really needed for this movie to work for me was excellent dance sequences and very good chemistry between Katya and Marlon. Oh, they had all the chemistry. (laughs) I am a thousand percent with you on there. Like I brought Pete. I won't make you bleep anything out, but like, woo, woo. (laughs) All right. Um, And yeah, at the end of the day, if I'm watching a dance movie, what I really need is for the dancing to be good. And And I I loved, I loved watching the dancing in this movie. And I think I wanted to love watching the dance in this movie, but because I was so distracted by just how jarring it felt, I couldn't. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. So that, yeah, because I (laughs) I was really hoping for a like, okay, turn mine off. Let's... Let's watch some flashy dance. And it just was like, I spent so much time of the dance sequences being like, wait, why is this happening? With the exception of, and I think this is like, I I think that her and Marlon's practice sessions mm-hmm. and that final sequence really worked for me because it felt like it was, it was in service of the plot. It was in service of like both their developing relationship, but then also like Katya's journey, like... So those I bought into, but the other ones I was like, just felt, I, yeah. I have a hypothesis. Yes. And I'm going to tell you this hypothesis, having done no research whatsoever. I wonder if the rest of the dance crew are actual dancers. Oh. And they they wrote in, like, they, they gave them all of those dance sequences because that's what they were there to do yes. rather than be actors. I could see that. That would make a lot of sense. In which case, I would much rather watch them dance if that's what their talent is going to be rather than watch some kids who are maybe not the strongest actors. Like it kind of then at that point tells me more about them to mm. watch them do the thing they're good at. Well, and let's be honest. No, not everyone can be Channing Tatum. Like not sometimes, every- not even Channing Tatum can be Channing Tatum. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, not um, everybody can do both. Was my point. And that's- yes, but like I said, I have done no research whatsoever. But that is my current hypothesis. I, I think that's a. I think that is a reasonable hypothesis. I. I think that's a very educated guess. Uh, I do think it's interesting that. Um, Neither of us has brought up Battle, the other team dance from a European country that we watched for this show. Um, So I will tell you, I remember being very enthusiastic about Battle when we talked about it. I thought this movie was much better. Interesting. 
I, well, and I will be honest, this tells you a lot about how I felt about Battle. I vaguely remember, <laughs> yeah, I vaguely <laughs> remember liking it more, but that is very vague. I, I thought that um, both of our leads in this movie had way more personality and engagement than the two leads in Battle. This, this romantic relationship made more sense to me, excuse me, made more sense to me. I thought there could connection was better um um yeah yeah i will i will give this one high marks for the for the teen romantic chemistry i i think that was definitely there i would like to touch very briefly and we don't have to spend a lot of time on this um but i it is a little i love a dance movie I do wish maybe the teen dance movie genre was not as reliant upon white girls discovering music and dance made by people of color. Yeah. um, It just, it, it reeks a little bit of a particular kind of white appropriation of the culture of black people and other people of color. Um, especially when, you know, part of the story is typically, oh, and she can do it very good. (laughs) Like it's, it's almost the, um, (coughs) it's almost the dance version of the white savior trope where the, the white woman comes in and, you know, learns to loosen up and then also, oh, she can dance better. Like she can do the the dance thing better than the people who taught it to her. And that is, that is an aspect of this particular genre of story that I wish it wasn't so reliant upon. Yeah. Um, what is, I feel like a show just came out about, uh, the experience of a young woman of color in a ballet school. Is it Tiny Pretty Things? Yes, I, that is in fact I think what I am thinking yeah. of. So more, I haven't, I haven't watched that. I I'm familiar with the book series it's based off of, um, but I haven't watched it yet. I just I know that the author for those books is a black woman. Okay. Um, and I yeah I believe that the the main characters are also, or the main the main character is a, a black girl. Um. So yeah, but more, yeah, more things would, like that. Yeah, it would just it would be nice maybe like the the main character in these dance movies I feel does not always have to be a white woman. Like right. we can learn we can learn to free ourselves through the power of hip hop without um the kind of troubling like pretty white girl. And that I will say is something I think the Save the Last Dance does better. Yeah, because I don't really think that the point is ever that Julia Stiles becomes the best at hip hop. <laughs> right. Well, and I think. Right. Um, I don't know. I just also, as you're mentioning this, I just keep thinking about how relevant Bring It On still feels, despite being a like 20 plus year old movie. <laughs> that movie is incredible. Um, and and I think part of it's enduring relevance is, and I just always think of that scene where um, Isis and the Clovers come to the football game and perform 
the the stolen chair in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. I I think about that scene so often. Um, I I do wish so. Into the Beat has no interest in addressing any issues right. of race or even class, really. Like it gets close with class. Marlon, um, we find out lives in a foster care home. I assumed it was like a version of a group home. Yeah, and um, Katya gets one incredibly cruel line off when she is going through her identity crisis um, and talking about how like she she can't turn her back on everything that her dad has done for her and this is her family's legacy and all that. And we had already seen Marlon refer to himself as something found. And she says that she is not found, and it's like, oh man, way to, way to go for the throat, Katya. I thought that was savage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the movie isn't super interested in grappling with issues of race, uh, which I thought was unfortunately blind because I, I don't think there's any way that this story would play out in the real world without that coming up. Right. Right. No, I th- I think it would have to. So that I thought was sort of cowardly. But again, I think it comes down to what story is this movie interested in telling and what is it interested in doing? Um, and I, I, I think it has a very narrow focus uh, purposefully. I think it was like, I, I want to do the dance and that's it. <laughs> um. I guess with the exception of the relationship, the story between Kati and her dad, which I did very much enjoy. Yeah, and I, I, I think that the one kind of... I I was worried for a hot second that that it was going to... Because for a little bit, it did seem like an abrupt transition from like the very loving dad we saw for the first... like third of the movie to suddenly you know get so um like so mad and so upset and I'm 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 glad that for a second I was like whoa are they is this gonna be about her like leaving her dad behind and then I was glad they they had them reconcile um I mean, I I thought that his reaction, I not reasonable, I not not reasonable, but I thought his reaction was understandable. Oh yes, I mean, I'm not, but it just felt abrupt. Like it just felt like what they had mm. established him as a character, and I mean, then like knowing the context of like she has stayed out all night, and then like she went and broke a bunch of stuff, like threw a bunch of paintings to the ground. Like I did not blame him for being mad whatsoever. I just well, and yeah, and we did also get that scene of him telling her that the doctors told him he was never going to dance again. So, like this, I did think the movie made it very clear that this is also somebody who does not know how to handle right. the stuff that he is going through in life right now, and they are both reacting badly in different ways. Yeah. Yeah, I almost need it. And I get I guess you're right. Like her actions were just so extreme that I guess it did make more sense he kind of blew up. But like I don't know. It just 
It it did feel a little whiplashy. Mm. But I don't know. I maybe I don't know. She's a she's a child who stayed out all night after having a fight with her dad. Her dad also is coming from this in that like he he has not seen the he hasn't seen her dance. Um he hasn't seen her do any of the hip hop stuff. So like by the time he she tells him about that, we have seen her development in it, but he has no idea. So like from his perspective, this is all coming very much out of nowhere. Whereas he was like, was thinking of her future in terms of the ballet stuff. So like, it's not only, it's not only, um, continuing the familial legacy, which is BS. Um, but also what he knows that she's been working towards and what he is aware of as being like, where her energy has been focused. So I, I didn't blame him for reacting badly when she was like, I want to change my entire life's the entire course of my life and do this thing that, you know, a month ago I had no idea I wanted to do. <laughs> and then from his perspective, it's like, Oh, you're a child. You don't know what you're doing. Um, I'm not going to let you throw everything that you've worked for away. So like, that I felt was sort of where he was coming from in terms of like concerned dad territory. Yeah. I guess it just like all the scenes we had had earlier were just so he was just like so loving, so gentle that it it just felt a little, but yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. Like considering that context, but again, did not, did not care for it when he was like, this is what your family does. It's like, "Mm, my dude, (laughs) that ain't it. Um, But yeah, I think from a parental perspective, what Katia is doing looks like insanity. Yeah. And I, I mean, cause did they have a fight? Like, because it was, like, two fights, right? Like, first fight when he found out she had she had been skipping her class. And then second fight after she stayed out all night. When she stayed out all night, it wasn't even really a fight. She just, like, we get the scene of him calling, talking to the police. Right. And then she comes home and like anger dances in her room and he turns up the music that he's listening to so that he doesn't have to hear her. And that's when she like That's when she comes out and breaks all and the stuff. Breaks all the stuff, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess it just they turned the notch up on that like real quick. <laughs> but Yeah, I mean, in the way of all 17-year-olds everywhere, she felt like she was perfectly convinced of what she was doing and he was like, "You're, you know, your child." <laughs> yeah. Uh, one question I did have, hmm. um, 
So she she and Marlon have a fight when she finds out that she needs a parent signature on her um, dance crew audition form. Does she ever get that or do yes. they just decide at some point that it doesn't matter? No, her dad does sign it. Um, okay. And there is a shot of him, like, I think after that second fight, he, he sees the sheet and he does sign it. Um, and okay, and I can't remember if there's a moment where he gives it to her, or she just finds it. Um, she must just find it because she leaves him the map to the theater, right? And is like, you know, come watch me, which I thought was very cute. And he yeah. brings her brother, which I loved. Her yeah. brother, man, MVP of this movie. Yeah, her brother was very cute. Um, but yeah, he, I'm pretty sure I remember a scene where he's sitting at the table and he, he like looks at it because I remembered what struck out to me, what stuck out to me about it is he didn't like fill out any of the rest of the form, which I mean, obviously it was in German, so I couldn't tell if it was like information he didn't know, but I was just like, this is very funny to me that he's just filling in that signature and like, not like a date button, not a like, write his name, like... Literally just one scribbled line on the bottom. And as someone she can who fill the rest out. Oh, right. And as someone who was who has worked with a lot of as as a former teacher, I, I have encountered a lot of permission slips in my day. And they don't usually work like that. <laughs> so um I just thought that was funny. It is. I and I it was a moment that I just totally apparently like didn't see happen yeah it was uh, quick it was like part of a, a, a montage moment i think got it this movie did enjoy its montages it sure did it sure did i i was super glad so the the first scene where katya goes to the like dance hall or not not the first scene because that's the like concert but the scene afterwards when the woman who helps her fix her bike is like, come to my dance class, which is not a dance class, I would like to say. It is a rehearsal because she does not bother to teach anybody anything um, because presumably they've all been learning the same stuff for several weeks. Um, but I very much appreciated that that moment was not about humiliating Katya who did not know the steps and like kept up as best she could, but was more about showing that she does pick things up very, very quickly and like has, has the skill to kind of like go with the flow a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it, it reminded me, I mean, it, it, it did remind me of, so pre pandemic, I, I did a lot of Zumba. Um, mm -hmm. And and I think in in teaching dance, and this is partly also what I'm remembering too from, um, you know, I took I took a lot of dance classes as a kid, um, and and I think oftentimes like the way dance classes are structured, um, differently for like kids rather than like adults who are like kind of refreshing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, this is also like the difference of like a class of like, you know, we need to teach you these technical skills versus, and I mean, this is more Zumba of like, we're going to put this music on and we're going to move along together and it's going to be great. Um, 
I, I think that, you know, for folks who, you know, this type of very, like, improvisational dance, um, but also, like, folks who have done it a lot together, like, I, I think you often don't have as much explicit instruction. I think one thing my Zimba teacher always did really well is she would she would kind of pay attention to, like, what what moves, either, like, pre-teach us moves that she knew were going to be challenging in, in a piece, and then, like, as the weeks went on, you know, we needed those less and less, and, you know, if we had a new person come to the class, maybe we'd refresh, but it, you know, we kind of that explicit, like, modeling before, before dance. But then, you know, conversely, if there was something, like, she noticed, like, we weren't picking up on a dance, she would, at the end, she'd be like, okay, let's talk about this move, because, like, we need to slow it down and do it together. Um, but, yeah. sure, I just, my point was just that this was a group of people who had done or been working on this set of moves before, <gasps> and there was no effort to catch Katia up. It was just... You'll be fine. And sorry, sorry, my actual point in bringing this up, Dunbar, where I was actually, with what I was saying earlier about Zumba classes, that, that's how typically my Zumba classes worked, is the instructor, like, if someone new came in, she would say, hey, like, just follow along as best you can, let me know if you have questions, like, feel free to, you know, stop between songs, or, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But, and she would just always set the expectation of, like, you know, we're all here to just have fun, nobody's judging anybody, and nobody is, you know... You know, feel free to, like, stand where it makes you comfortable. If that's the back, that's great. You know, there's no mirror in here, like, which I appreciated. Sorry, this sure. is more me waxing nostalgic about Zumba. I miss Zumba. <laughs> well, and I guess my, my ultimate point just about this movie was that I, I think there is a version of this movie where that scene is used to, like, take Katia down a peg or like humiliate her in some way. Mm -hmm. And I did not feel that that, that was not the function of this scene. And I appreciated that. Yeah. Because like the first time that we see Julia Stiles try to get down, it's rough. Oh yeah. Like when she's in the, when she's in the club and yeah. it is, mm, that scene is rough. And that was not, that was not this. Yeah. Any final thoughts on Into the Beat? Okay, this is a very, very uh, superficial comment, but and apparently what is now going to be my running gag of critiquing Gen Z fashion, what is up with, like, the sneakers from 2002 and, like, pulling socks over the top, like, over the bottom of your jeans? Like... Why Can I tell you something, Maren? What? I loved everything that everybody wore in this movie. Oh. <laughs> they looked so comfortable. I was so <laughs> jealous. <laughs> there are so many sweatshirts. <laughs> Which I I love a sweatshirt. I loved I loved many of her her sweatshirts. Um, I loved particularly her crop sweatshirt. I thought that was very cute. Loved the crop sweatshirt. But I just the the the. Sneakers, the Skechers sneakers that I literally owned as a seventh grader. I mean, I don't I know that they were they, great. I don't know that they were actually Skechers brand in this case, but like I owned those Skechers in seventh grade, and then like pulling up like socks over the top, the bottom of your jeans. It was, it, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I was so that. into it. I was so into it. <laughs> I, I, I was not. 
no don't please gen z don't make this a thing i know i know the european teens set all of our fashion trends please don't make this a thing sweatshirts forever oh sweatshirts yeah sweatshirts for days team sweatshirt absolutely just team not 2002 chunky sneakers i love a chunky sneaker I've actually, I have been very, this is not a joke. I have been very, um, so I own a pair of chunky white Adidas sneakers that I love very, very much. Um, I have been engaged in a fruitless, uh, extended search for a pair of chunky sneakers that will make me feel like I was wearing my ruse from high school, which unfortunately they no longer make tragedy of my life. Wait, I don't Um, know what ruse are. Ruse were chunky sneakers that came in colors like unto what a toddler would wear. Okay. So very bright, contrasting color block patterns. Um, I loved them. And they are not in business anymore. And it is my, it is my goal in life to find another... Likewise, highlighter colored pair of sneakers that I can wear that will be obnoxious and beautiful and, uh, you know, make me feel like I'm four. (laughs) That's all I want. Well, and I I think we have had this conversation before, but I, I do love a Brooks sneaker in terms of chunky sneakers. Um, I don't know. I don't know their color options, though. Um. But they are oh, they're so nice and wide. My little oh, my, my my little brick feet are like yes. Well, and I have really fat feet, which is why I can't just buy fun Converse. Uh, but anyway, we devolve. <laughs> we devolve into a very important <laughs> talk about sneakers. I just would yes. like to note for the record, they do have neon yellow. Oh, they have a tie-dye one, Martha. Oh, yes. All I want. That's all I want. Okay. I'm going to message this to you. I, I I, think you need to know about this. Fantastic. What would you recommend for our listeners to watch after or perhaps instead of <laughs> uh, Into the Beat? I honestly, I, I thought long and hard, and I was like, no, Maren, what you would have rather have watched than this movie just say it. It's Step Up. I just would have rather watched Step Up. <laughs> Step Up hits a lot of a lot of, a lot of these same beats in a way that I think is better. Step Up is great. Step Up. Oh, so yes, I would recommend the 2006 classic, starring Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan. Step Up about Tyler Gage who breaks into a high school and is assigned to community service there, um, and um, in that process. Um, discovers other types of dance and helps a young student named Nora who is preparing a senior showcase at this arts high school um, to audition for professional dance companies. And so they end up, you know, discovering different types of dance and their love for each other. (laughs) Martha, what would you recommend? I have a book to recommend to everybody. It is called A Time to Dance by Padma Venkatraman. Uh, This book is about a, um, 
is about Veda, who is a teen girl in India who is passionate about traditional uh, traditional Hindi forms of dance. Um, it's a little bit, you know, a little bit wider of a of an interpretation of the teen dance story. Um, but what is really interesting about this one is that uh, in the beginning of the the story, uh, Veda is in an accident that um, causes her to lose one of her legs below the knee. So it is about her rediscovering what dance looks like and what it means to her when she has to kind of reevaluate how she does and how she participates in this art form uh, with her new uh, with her new body, her new level of abilities. There is also a romantic component to it, although our uh, romantic interest is not quite the wrong side of the tracks bad boy. He is still another dancer um, with a very intense relationship to dance who helps Veda kind of figure out what her future in dance looks like. So, yeah, something something that's still got that teen dance spirit, uh, but with a slightly different um, setting that I thought was really interesting. Marin, what are we going to be watching next week? Uh, so next week, we are going to be watching the Netflix original. We are just plumbing the depths here of <laughs> Netflix original content. Um, uh, Desperados, um, which is a 2012, or excuse me, 2020 film um, starring Nassim Pedron and uh, a repeat appearance from Robbie Amell and Anna Camp. Fantastic. So, yeah, that'll be our episode in two weeks. Until then, if you would like to keep up with the show, um, you can follow us on the social media feeds that we share with our sister show, Did You Do Your Homework?, which updates on the same feed on every other Wednesday. Uh, and those would all be at DYDYH Podcast. You can follow me individually at Magical Martha uh, at all the places, including the newsletter that I write sometimes, uh, tinyletter.com forward slash Magical Martha. My last issue was about all of the things I forgot to talk about when uh, Marin's husband and I did an episode of Did You Do Your Homework on uh, New Testament stories. My next episode is probably going to be uh, how, about how wrong the IndieWire article about the top comedies of the 21st century is. Oh, uh, because, I saw you posted about that. Um, I've not looked. Their list uh, is insulting and bad. So, <laughs> uh, uh, turns out my newsletter is mostly fueled by spite and also shame. Uh, Marn, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, folks can find me on the internet at a underscore star underscore danced um, on Twitter, where I mostly tweet about romance novels. Currently tweeting quite a bit about the renewal of Sanditon um, and how one of its, how the main lead uh, male actor refused to come back because he didn't think his character needed a happy ending, which is so much I can't even. Uh, anyway, so if you're interested in reading a lot of tweets about what's going on in the romance world, feel free to give me a follow. Uh, I 
think that that's everything for us. I'm sure that if I'm missing something, Pete will edit it in in post. Uh, Otherwise, thank you all for listening. We will see you again in a couple of weeks. And until then, just remember that we love you. Um, yeah. so the next time I talk to you, it's going to be in person. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I'm so happy you guys can come down. Yeah, that'll be great. Yes. Oh, I'm just so excited to, I mean, obviously I'm excited to see you and everyone too, but I'm also just excited to be in a movie theater. I know. Well, and you have Pete to thank for this because between him talking about going to see, about renting the theater to see empire strikes back i was like will the music box let me let me do that and lo and behold oh yay